Road. Noun. Path upon which travel occurs. Every trip taken, drivers and riders alike, on that ribbon of highway. Every breath and every sound passing through that endless skyway. From singers on records and stages, to listeners just singing along. From Bonavista to Vancouver Island. Your life is a movie, your story, and it's your soundtrack, your playlist, your mixtape. It's lyrics that speak to you and speak for you. It's rhythms and grooves that make you want to dance. And it's chords and melodies that make you want to cry, smile, scream, laugh, or even maybe make you want to write your own songs. My name is Karak Hendricks, and this road is mine. Karak Hendricks here with This Road Is Mine. This week we're going to be talking about Pain of Salvation, Remedy Lane with my boy Cohen Hendricks. Hello. What's up? How's it going there, buddy? It's going pretty good. I mean, I've been with you all day, so. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> been, uh, it's been a day. It has been. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, we get to sit here and talk about our favorite albums by our favorite artists. Yeah, and can't uh, complain. Definitely. Yeah, You're pretty much forced to listen to me, so. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah, you know. I Not that you don't listen anyways, but. Yeah, I like to listen, you know. So, yeah. like to see what's going on, and yeah, this this band I know is definitely very important to you, and uh, very. I'm definitely a a big fan of them for sure. I I don't think it's uh, it's it's weird for me because obviously I have my bands and my mm-hmm. artists or whatever, and I can totally see how these guys would be your band, and they yeah. probably would be my band if I was your yeah. age too. But there's um, you know, I just y- so much about of music enjoyment is that it's not only about how good the band is or their lyrics or the music but it's also like how old you are and and mm-hmm, what kind of frame definitely. of mind you're in when you hear it and all that and yeah. clearly this was a band that connected with you at a mm-hmm. pivotal time in your life so certainly yeah why don't you take us through so uh, tell tell me a little bit about uh, pain of salvation well they're from sweden so uh there's that and they're like a progressive rock progressive metal um but you know, I'm I'm pretty progressive myself, so I don't really like to confine to genres. Yeah. But um, yeah, they're very. Uh, all their concepts are concept albums. Uh, they have eleven albums out now. Their last album was Panther, came out in August, mm. and that's a great album. Top five for them of their albums. Nice. Uh, and ha- yeah, list. they have eleven albums. Yeah, so eleven. Yeah. yeah. So uh, this albums. one I have on vinyl. The remix one, well, yeah, you would know because you got it for me for Christmas yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a couple of years ago. Um, yeah. yeah, this is Passing Light of Day is my favorite album of all time, and so I mean, I know that you know your favorite song of all time is Walking in Memphis by oh, Mark Cohen, but not necessarily your favorite Mark Cohen song, yeah, which is something yeah. like I totally <laughs> when I heard that, I'm like, wow, that's dumb, but I totally yeah. get it because, oh, like, absolutely. my favorite album is Passing Light of Day, but probably this is my favorite pain of salvation album which is so weird because yeah. they're my favorite band too no, but that's, that's right it just makes sense so yeah um yeah yeah this is a great album uh and i think their music always stays relevant too with um you know current events and past events and future events and you know crisis common crisis like uh in the playlist you have 
the song A Trace of Blood, which is about a miscarriage that he and his wife went through. Um, so when you say he, we're talking about Daniel. Daniel yes. Yeah, I guess I should mention that. Yeah. Yeah. No, Daniel uh, Daniel Gildenlow is uh, the singer. Uh, he plays guitar, and he writes all the music, all the lyrics. So it's pretty much his band. Um, he actually, uh, his brother is, uh, uh, I believe his BGSB pronounced Christopher, mm-hmm. but you know, it's spelt different because they're in Europe, <laughs> so they're much better than us. But <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But well, yeah, he's a great. They did it first, usually. That's yeah, yeah. Right. Well, I mean, as my uh, old friend from England used to say, whenever he'd say something different than us, he'd say, my country spoke it first. So that's right. we're yeah. right and you're wrong, which is yeah. a good argument. But I, I like it when people say, speak english even though they're like from yeah england. yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly yeah um but yeah uh so it's basically his band like it's always yeah. his so project his, but yeah and his brother band. was in the band for the first few albums but i think he'd already left this was their fourth album yeah. um because you know it's daniel's band pretty much yeah. uh and he kind of i think wanted i mean i don't really know much because i mean the thing is too is they're unfortunately not super popular um, but in a way that makes them more special for sure because uh, i definitely feel like uh, they're my band so yeah there's always something about that when you can just not share anything with it, anyone it's a, or with a f- select few people it, it's yeah such a well yeah because my friend showed me them uh and i'm glad that we can talk about it but you know if there was anyone else then i mean i know actually a couple of he showed his friends a couple of a couple of his friends this band and yeah, they're amazing. The well, first album was Passing Light of Day. It was that's it. the first one that you listened to. Yeah. yeah, and then I just was like, yeah, I should just start from the beginning, and then I did, and then yeah. I never looked back. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, they're very, uh, very amazing, amazing music from whatever you've you've played with. There's been a whole bunch of artists that you've got into that mm-hmm. uh, definitely on my own volition I, w- I wouldn't necessarily have got into, but yeah. <laughs> but like one when I hear them I'm yeah just blown away. Yeah, I know. Polyphia is another band. Yeah, uh, yeah, and we saw them. Yeah, in L.A. And then of course uh, a connection into my world is that uh, that amazing female mandolinist uh, Sierra right. Hall yeah, ended up doing a cover true. of one of their songs. Well, so and Nick Johnston's on uh, uh, their song Champagne, I believe. Right. Yeah, and um, of course Nick is a good friend of a guy that I know. So yeah, yeah it's not it's crazy. Not too far away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a, a, a small. A small world in many ways, and yet still just a big giant uh, world too. Because if yeah. you think these guys are, you know, they're in Sweden, and mm-hmm. uh, we can find out a lot about them, but it's still they're still not quite as accessible mm-hmm. as uh, some other bands. Yeah, that we can. So yeah, I mean, and then any of course any information that I I say is just, you know, hopefully I'm correct. <laughs> oh, who knows? Yeah, um, I, I make up a lot of things stupid. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There you go. You read things, you hear things, and and then as assume well. it's true because the internet's well, mostly yeah, right, <laughs> especially Wikipedia. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's a great website. Yeah, so, so yeah, we do have the the playlist. Uh, Karakhendricks.com forward slash show notes has the Pain of Salvation playlist uh, created by Cohen and I there, and uh, yeah, we picked uh, five tunes from this album, Remedy Lane, and then uh, a couple other tunes from Passing Light of Day, and then uh, we'll select uh, three other tunes yep. and try and keep it to a, almost like a top ten kind of yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, a, a top ten would be. Uh, I think I I tried once. Me and actually my friend and I were talking about top tens and stuff. We, yeah. w- I actually found those lists the other day. We did like top five Tool songs, top yeah. five Haken, um, which is another oh band. Yeah. Lots of people probably haven't heard of, but yeah, great band for sure. Um, that I don't have on vinyl, but yeah, I would like to. Um, but yeah, Pain of Salvation, top five. I think we nailed it. 
Well, and I, I find too, even with, with ours, like you mentioned Marcone before, like mm-hmm. for me, I can think of, I can take an album and I can like remove a couple songs that I can mm-hmm. either, I usually skip or once, but uh, it's always like, well, am I listening for me or am I listening or trying to, let's say I want to get you into him. Yeah, exactly. Then what are the songs I'm going to give you? And it, should it be five tunes? Should it be 10? Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and. It, it's not always that simple. Like you, mm-hmm. you said, I, I think Walking Memphis is, is one of the greatest songs ever freaking mm-hmm. recorded. It's beautiful. Performed. Yeah. It's just, it's a masterpiece. It's, and, and he knows that. And, yeah. but yeah, my, my favorite album is definitely the rainy season. Although the first album is, it's pretty I hard. I haven't listened yeah. to the first one in a long time. But yeah. Like it, it is. Train, I remember f- yeah, that was Train. after that, I think on the album. Yeah. It's a second, second song. Yeah. yeah. You bet. Yeah. But yeah. rainy season was the one where I, I had my, my face melted like as mm-hmm. an album. Um, and, and there are like single songs in there that are just like every time they come on, you know, I just you know, crank them. Yeah. Uh, his third album was kind of a weird one. Like I, I, you know, I, I still listen to it, but it's, yeah, it doesn't grab me as much for sure. So I know the, the feeling of, uh, mm-hmm. of yeah. what you go through with. Well, yeah. Cause the, their third album was the one that didn't grab me and yeah. Oh, yeah. interesting. Yeah. That yeah. That's well. funny. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. But actually they just did a re-release of it and. Uh, the single from it, Ashes, uh, came on uh, when I was listening to music on YouTube. And, you know, I again, I probably started crying. I was, you know, <laughs> it's a great yeah, song still. Stuff. So even at their stuff that I'm not the biggest fan of compared to other stuff, it's still amazing. So I think that's how, you know, you found a good band. For sure. Is yeah. when the stuff you like the least of them you still love. Yeah. So Well, I have that with, with Springsteen is probably the biggest one for me, like as far mm-hmm. as. Because the catalog is so deep, and then you yeah, add on to the fact that his the, his live situation is just <laughs> yeah, that's off well. the charts. If his shows were were and are legendary, mm-hmm. uh, and now that he has developed the uh, the Springsteen archives live online, he had been a lot of shows had been recorded in bootleg because they would be aired on on FM radio mm-hmm. back in the day, and then so you could get some copies, and some of them were were filmed, and so now we're slowly starting to get our hands on some of these, but. But the his worst album is still better than most people's best yeah. albums. So for so me, anyway, yeah. yeah. So I totally I could see that. And and yet again, this Springsteen is another weird one too because for me, um, definitely not my favorite vocalist. By yeah, f- definitely not. But um, guitar player, yeah, you know, like he's he's a really powerful fronting lead player. Def- oh yeah, definitely. Uh, songwriter. He has written some of the you know the best songs, but not necessarily my favorite songwriter. But yeah. as an artist. Yeah, I mean, he's so for me, he's so far above anyone else that yeah, just collectively, and 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 I mean, add on top of that, the ethos of like just how, you know, his his charitable sense and you know, like his benevolency is so, it's not about him. Like he, there's been stories, you know, like he he'll just like donate money, mm-hmm. doesn't tell anyone, doesn't matter, yeah. he doesn't have a, you know, a Bruce Springsteen charitable foundation. He like he just keeps it. That's it's cool, just not and he looks good. <laughs> well, like he's yeah, stayed very yeah. healthy, and, and that's the uh, that I think that's the overall thing for me with Springsteen is he is the the ex- the example of how to age mm-hmm. and how to be a rocker, like Definitely. and but not like oh I was on heroin for twenty years and like, right. like he's just sustained this this existence and you know will probably live to a hundred and something you know he's just yeah i could see that yeah and he he looks after himself he's got had a lot of mental health issues which he wrote mm-hmm. about in his book um which is obviously sir uh, fed into a lot of his lyrics too so i'm gonna be reading that soon actually yeah you got it for me quite a few well years i bought ago, you the the 
the Bruce Ames Carlin book, the the one right. that's called Bruce, yeah, yeah, which is probably a good book to read instead of the autobiography. I think at least initially okay. because it's a it's a subjective or objective uh, take on it. Because um, you know Springsteen is ob- his story from his own words is is a very uh, it's it's so powerful to hear it. Mm-hmm. But in in a way for me, like to give you advice, it, it would make more sense for you to just to to ease into it and and to check it out because yeah um you know, well so i uh which one had tunnel of love was it tunnel of love yeah, yeah. Tunnel of love. that has some cool songs well the songs are great that that's an out al- that's a an album in particular that a lot of people don't it, it because it, it came out in 87 so a lot of the mid 80s production elements are in there I so i love that song though. yeah <laughs> well the, yeah the, exactly some great of my song. favorite songs are on the album but as an album especially to listen to it's kind of garbage like the yeah. the production is bad um in t- at times it was but it was there were a number of factors in that so. mm-hmm. but uh, back to pain of salvation now for a sec because because yeah. they obviously you know uh, daniel goodenlow if i recall he talks a lot about his his own mental health yes, situation absolutely uh, he really owns it, it and uh, yeah well because he he does it but what separates him from a lot of people in my opinion is he does it how I like it, at least. Yeah. I'm not going to say he does it good and other people do it bad, but sure. he does it how I like it, which is quite poetic. Whereas, you know, um, some some people uh, release music that are that's similar uh, lyrically, but they're more straightforward. Yeah. And I like having to think about it. Um, mm-hmm. There is pl- a place for that too that I like, you know. Yeah. Um, but you know, concept albums are amazing. I love; they're so cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I don't have enough. Uh, I have more than enough good things to say about this. Yeah, yeah, Remy so Lane. I mean, the beautiful. Yeah, that's that's such a a great way to convey thoughts, feelings. It, it mm-hmm. it's it's the epitome of what an album should be. You know, an, an album yeah. isn't just a bunch of songs slapped together. It's it, well, yeah, uh, especially I mean, because if you read the inside of the record, it talks about um, the time of this record, which was two thousand one. Right. Which, uh, you know, crazy times. Yeah, seems to be always crazy times, though. So. It is, but yeah, <laughs> no, two thousand one was, was exceptionally a, a turning point. the The beginning of the of the twenty first century was was uh, not only the advent of the internet really starting to come into play, uh, but then of course, yeah, the the nine eleven. Yeah, and that's they talk US. about that in the uh, not in the songs, not at least that I could pick up, anyways, but uh, in the I guess would that be the liner notes? Yeah, yeah, um, liner notes. It says. Uh, they were recording the song Waking Every God, which is on the playlist track 11 on the album. And there was in the recording sessions, because uh, they this is a remix version, the vinyl we have. Uh, yeah. And they did a remix version in 2014, 13 years later. And then there's a relived version, which is, that's what it's called, but it's just a live album of it. And uh, he said when he was listening to it, uh, during Waking Every God, there was just like, hours of silence recorded because yeah. that's they were recording when the 9-11 attacks yeah. happened so he said they were in the other room of their building just glued to the television yeah. and then going back to that later uh the silence at the time didn't mean much but going back years later and hearing that silence and you know you really start to think like what was happening when nothing was going on in this room this yeah. is kind of how i see is like in the world yeah the world changed during yeah. that period of silence, which is yeah. very powerful to think about. It's interesting that the li- I presume they would have been recording on 
digital tape maybe or did they could talk not on tell the you. <laughs> but the fact that something was still recording and there was a bunch of silence i mean yeah that, yeah. that just represents so much definitely yeah, yeah. and that's kind of what he notes in this is that at the time it didn't mean anything but listening to it later the silence means everything yeah so yeah, yeah beautiful um great lyrics too yeah. um yeah like the cover says um we will always be so much more human than we wish to be yeah which is very uh I, that's what i said in the loretta lynn one too is that yeah. i think their lyrics are just relatable to everyone yeah um whether they know it or not like yeah if you really start to think about it um you know we're all humans and we all do shit yeah <laughs> <laughs> and we'll always be more human than we wish we were yeah, absolutely so yeah 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 it's yeah, makes it what makes it go around for sure it's uh, does he talk about uh, specific books or movies influencing his work? Actually, uh, there's an interview I'm going to watch. I, I know I watched it before, but I have no memory of it, unfortunately. Um, but I'm going to watch it again. It's his top five favorite albums, and I'm oh, okay. very interested to see that again. If I recall, I might be totally wrong in saying this, but I think the Beatles were on it. Yeah, I, I, if I recall, the, yeah, the Wiki Machine. Oh, yeah, here, I've got it. Uh, um, oh, perfect. Like, yeah, you talk about the Beatles, Faith No More. Jeff Buckley, Jesus Christ Superstar. Right. Um, oh, that's so funny too because the Jesus Christ Superstar album's like one of my favorites. Well, sure. Well, we've we've drilled it into you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, not not in for religious stuff. purposes, but yeah. for musical purposes. Oh, it's, yeah. <laughs> Andrew Lloyd Webber's uh, yeah. marvelous. Uh, Jeff Buckley, have you checked out Jeff Buckley? No, uh, but I have. Is it Grace? Yeah. Yeah, I remember actually just one day randomly you sent that to me and you were like, yeah. "Hey, if you want to." blow your mind check this yeah. out well it's funny because that technically is his only album i mean uh, stuff right. came out after he died but uh, yeah uh he is the reason that we all are so sick of that leonard cohen song hallelujah mm -hmm. yeah but his version was just a masterpiece his dad tim buckley was a folk artist oh yeah in the in the late 60s early 70s but uh, jeff is uh yeah just an operatic voice like in that quality of uh you know, like a Freddie Mercury, like in that. Right, like Surge. Yeah, well, yeah, certainly. But, and and having that, um, the range. Yeah. Yeah, it was, and a great, great lyricist. Yeah. The production is fantastic. Um, it was really stripped down. It And it was an album that it took me a long time. Actually, yeah, my buddy Brad was the one that got me into it. Uh, I knew of it for years and years, but just, it didn't, didn't come into my sphere for a long mm -hmm. time. And then now, now that I've heard it, I totally get it. Yeah, um, but it's funny when I think of like, like Wiki's got Beatles, Faith No More, Jeff Buckley, Jesus Christ Superstar. I can it definitely the Faith No More and Jeff Buckley thing. I can yeah. totally get it's like a good combo. Faith No More is a, a band that a lot of people oh only God. know that one hit. Yeah, but, but there's so love much more. Faith than No that. More, they're yeah. so good. Yeah, actually, uh, around the time I was just after I was getting into Pain of Salvation, I was getting into Faith No More. Uh, yeah, the, well, their album Angel Dust yeah. specifically is yeah. uh, the song RV's track for it's such a weird cool song i love yeah. that yeah that's a great album definitely yeah. um jesus Christ. uh kiss yeah it's um, funny eh? that's yeah. funny yeah because that was my first favorite band yeah moody blues um, I, i'm it, not sure if we talked about i that, haven't yeah. checked moody blues i had their gold yeah. album saved years ago and yeah, then i ended I up i think i just removed it yeah um, well cause, i mean but i mean that was when i was i needed to free up space and i was like oh okay uh, panicking because i need to add more music <laughs> <laughs> yeah i, I mean a, a good collection yeah would like just start with any collection uh their album days of future past is considered one of the you know the masterpieces of the okay. 60s because it was one of the it's funny when when you ask people from the uk and you mention the beatles they kind of scoff because yeah. really other bands were doing what they yeah did in some ways better 
but for us, for some reason, the Beatles resonated uh-huh. in North America. But uh, yeah, Moody Blues, in particular, the, the song "Nights in White Satin," actually re- got re-released in the early '70s and became like a huge hit again for some reason. But uh, but their singles actually tell the tale pretty well. Mm-hmm. I have listened to a, a lot of their early albums, and yeah, yeah you know, I had my mind blown. But I don't know if I'd ever go back to them again. But right. But uh, that 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 idea of a concept album and. Do we, were they into that? Yeah, yeah, uh, big time. Cool. Yeah, L- and and orchestral like like a lot of uh, arra- heavy well arrangements. I, I think you and Grandma were watching a Moody Blues concert. Probably, or yeah, you they, were for yeah, sure. Yeah, they come on PBS every now and then. Yeah, and th- I think you were just actually maybe it was just yeah, yeah. yeah they're uh, and they're still out there doing it as far as I know. Uh, Justin cool. Ward and uh, I forget the other guy's name, but yeah, they're yeah really good band. And and so it is bands like that that really started that whole concept of progressive rock or whatever. Mm-hmm. Of course, at the time, I don't think they referred to it as that, but mo- mo- most of these ty- terms and titles come from people that aren't musicians trying to explain music. Yeah, right? well, that's kind of a... i was been thinking about this recently, is people's musical vocabularies, and you can definitely tell how someone describes music, how much they, like, really like music. Like, if they're, you know, they like listening to it, or if they, like, love music. Because, yeah. Um, yeah, you could use a few terms to describe all music. For sure, but yeah, yeah, it's it's so funny though. Uh, like the earliest progressive, uh, I would say Emerson, Lake and Palmer, and mm-hmm. Yes, um, and Moody Blues, and then of for some reason I associate them with Head East. Um, I don't know if they're connected, but Head East is maybe because no, they were maybe they were on Deep yeah. Tracks or something. Yeah, I just think yeah. of them. But <laughs> interesting, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Gentle Giant. Yeah, gentle, uh, yeah, for would sure. Would probably be next after that though yeah yeah it starts to get into that that second zone but uh and then of course american bands like kansas or mm-hmm. um oh boy yeah there's rush just so many this canadian though. yeah of course rush really took that that sort of zeppelin mm-hmm. musical approach and then applied th- the more lyrical aspects of in the know, book that we have uh it said that kiss i believe described them as the canadian led zeppelin yeah, and they were musically, especially like that first yeah. album with, with John Fly Hudson. by now. Or, yeah, well, the first, first yeah. one. Yeah, Rush. Yeah, like Working Man. And yeah, yeah, that was pretty. That was a cool album, honestly. Yeah. I haven't it was listened good. to yeah. it in it's, a while. It's, it's fun to hear some of those early bands and then go back and. Yeah. Uh, the term I always use is beca- from Ben Folds. He calls mm-hmm. it naked baby photos. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. that's true. Like at a, at a wedding. <laughs> well, yeah, you yeah. know, oh, here comes the slideshow with oh, look at him in the tub. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, a lot of a lot of times those early albums are, you know, they're like the equivalent of a naked baby photo. There. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, nice to see their yeah. embryonic form. But Pain and Salvation. Were there any songs that they do that you don't like at all? Like, is are they one of those bands? It's possible. <sighs> or it's possible. It, no, I don't know. There, yeah. like, there's nothing in their catalog that I dislike. Honestly, some of it though, uh, I think, for me, is just if I don't dislike any of it, but some of it, I could probably say, I might just not listen to it. Yeah, you know, because yeah. they have so much stuff that I love that I would have no reason to go to something that doesn't necessarily connect with me at least as much as other things. So. Sure. Um, yeah, there's like I said though, their third album didn't grab me as much as it probably should have because. The concept is beautiful, mm-hmm. beautiful concept. Very sad, and uh, um, actually, their uh, sixth album. Um, I'm blanking, so I'm gonna see. Uh, yeah, Scarsick. Okay, Scarsick, I was just yeah. yeah, Scarsick. Um, is actually, if you buy it, it says on in it, it's actually the perfect element part two, oh, but it's not okay. listed as it. But cool. it's continuation. That's so progressive. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> it totally. Is. But it is. Yeah, yeah. that's. Uh, I I remember the w- those. Book of Signals, book two, the the Rush 
one where hemispheres oh. goes into oh i forgot about that yeah, yeah. i think it, uh, yeah i think hemispheres comes out of uh well wha- it was 2112 and then what was the next one uh, when was 2112 uh 75 so then moving pictures was 76 i believe no that was 81 that was 81 yeah. oh yeah. what was 76 then well, that's what I'm trying to figure out. Because they they, they, they had a really good one in 76. Yeah, if only there was a, a, a computer in front of me that yeah. could tell me this. So I could, uh, Let's see. Not, not that we should be doing this. We should be talking about penis elevation, but uh, Rush just called with the SI. Of course, there's people listening that are just yelling at their speaker. Yeah. <laughs> trying to tell us the answer. But, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, Farewell to Kings. Yeah, oh, co- Goes right. into hemispheres. Yeah. Because the Farewell to Kings, didn't that have a closer to the heart? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, is that the? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah Xanadu. Xanadu. Yeah. Oh, Bastille Day. But see, yeah, yeah, yeah. Things, uh, by Tor and the Snow Dog. One. I forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, by Tor and the Snow Dog. <laughs> oh no, that, but actually, you're looking down at the live show there. Oh, that's okay. On, on the yeah, that by Tor was from uh, Fly by Night. I thought. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, let's see how this last song, uh, on this album leads into the first track on hemispheres oh the next yeah album. that's so yeah. cool it's like a similar concept or whatever very uh, book two yeah which i i think series. oh th- i love the trees yeah i love this album yeah i love uh passive Sur- oh but that was a 20 inch yeah passive yeah Sur- that was Rock. just more yeah. live stuff but but yeah permanent waves and then uh it's funny i just see these songs and i get so excited <laughs> yeah well yeah rush is the one of the gr- best bands that they were able to kind of straddle that line between progressive well, yeah, and it lists their genre as progressive rock. Yeah, which yeah. is cool. Well, yeah, I mean, if you got to put a name on it, I guess it is because you know time signatures were a little bit challenging, not not, but not so challenging that you couldn't wrap your head. Yeah, around. I mean, Tom Sawyer has uh, that yeah. that weird section. Yeah, I think it's just in seven, but yeah, in just seven. Yeah, it's like no big deal. Yeah. Um, yeah. Speaking of seven four, there's some uh, rope ends. Uh, oh wait, no, that's just track seven. Um, but a Trace of Blood has 7-4, okay. um, the main, like it comes in in 7, which is cool because it's a very epic piano-driven, uh, very beautiful, kind of arpeggiated uh, melody. But the fact that it's in 7 is, it cuts it short. So okay. it kind of makes you kind of, like same same thing with 5-4, which the song Fandango's in 5-4. Okay. So I, I really like those time signatures. Um, Waking Every God's in 3. Um Yeah, sure. very cool rhythms. Yeah. And I, of course, I'm just thinking they probably change time signatures in those songs, too. I'm just thinking mainly this, what I think of the song. I think of the section yeah. that's driving that's in those time signatures. For sure. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, hopefully they come across the water and come to I North so. America and we can go see them live at some yeah. point. Yeah. Well, yeah, actually, and we haven't really talked about how the original album in 2001 of this was uh they were going to be on tour with dream theater right yeah. which is super cool uh for sure and really could have broken out them out of their box yeah probably would have that would probably would have been a pivotal thing for them i wonder yeah like and i don't know if that's the one that got canceled but something happened they were going to break into north america uh is what i was reading and then something happened and their tour got canceled i think or but um yeah so they needed material out at the time so daniel was i guess he was he says he was going through a personal crisis or still recovering from personal crisis and really wanted to put something out but all of their stuff has meaning and so he said he just really dug deep and pulled it out and you know i think 
if they would have spent if he would have spent more time on it it would have been different but mm -hmm. it might not have even been as good because you know awesome. he really had to look deep into himself i assume anyways yeah. <laughs> not here to tell his story but <laughs> uh yeah very very good stuff um yeah well, and actually daniel features vocals on a dream theater song that's something oh, that a lot of people probably oh, okay. don't know the their song repentance uh, is on i think it was their album systematic chaos okay um very progressive name systematic chaos for sure yeah <laughs> I love it, but um, yeah, and he's not even listed in the title, but uh, apparently he's got some vocals. I haven't checked that out in nice. a long time, but awesome. I yeah. wonder if they have they worked ever with uh, Stephen Wilson at all. I wonder. Oh, that's a good question. Movies. Maybe. So, do you remember that I show? I love Stephen. Yeah. yeah, I remember because they dropped that cool curtain yeah. and they were playing behind the curtain. Yeah, that was really cool. Yeah, yeah I love Stephen. I was such a noob when we saw. Stephen Wilson, I didn't know who Porcupine Tree was or him. Oh, really? Yeah, I had yeah. to. Well, I mean, I probably didn't either. I was like well, 10. <laughs> yeah, you were, yeah, we were just starting to you know, explore a bit. Um, yeah, get into he's that. great. And, uh, well, the album, uh, The Raven That Refused to Sing, yeah. and other stories. Yeah. Uh, and the song, second song, Drive Home, uh, is one of my favorite songs, actually. And uh, I don't know if you know this, but Guthrie Govan did the guitar solo. Right. Well, well because, yeah, yes, yeah. You know, he, he was yeah. playing guitar. Yeah, we didn't see Guthrie live though. For that, it was tour, that other no. guy, but he was playing. He all was Guthrie's still good. Parts. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But amazing. yeah, and the the story goes that Guthrie did that solo in one take. Oh, I bet. And that solo he makes me cry every time. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. I would say of all the new guys, yeah, he's my mm -hmm. favorite. Him or Tosin, but the reason yeah. I usually say Guthrie is because Guthrie's so expansive. Yeah. That he could play. He could do a country album under a different name. Yeah. And you'd yeah. think it was like Danny Gatton or something yeah. like just. Well, I mean, Danny's pretty identifiable, but no, on that level, at yeah. least. Oh, is that? Absolutely. So, well, uh, And Tosin, I always associate more with the, was it the eight string? Innovating that yeah. area so of eight string. Yeah, and, and I mean, it's not. Well, and Animals as Leaders doesn't even have a bass player, yeah, which is super like cool. Uh, so, yeah, they're two guitar players and a drummer, <laughs> which is <laughs> very weird. Yeah. But uh, he's just. Uh, like he has that one technique I'm working on called selective picking where you, so you, you hammer on and then up downstroke. Okay. So you play triplets, but then you can, it very percussive. He does it with his thumb too. Yeah. Um, and it, so you can hit weird intervals and it makes very cool sounds, especially when you get going fast. Amazing. So yeah, nobody could see me gesticulate the, <laughs> the, 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 the picking motion, but I did. Yeah. We don't have the, the video element going on the podcast quite yet. We're getting there though. We're actually looking at camera <laughs> shots of ourselves right looking now. Looking at but, myself uh, right now. Yeah. We're not going camera. to be going on the video side for uh, probably a couple more weeks. Just still trying to get the bugs worked out on the show here and get the, get the audio dialed in and, mm -hmm. The content's certainly not a problem. I mean, just talking about music uh, once a week is going to be could go for hours. A lot of fun. Yeah. Well, I'm. Uh, yeah, I'm really a, a big, big fan of Pain of Salvation of uh, mm -hmm. the stuff I've heard, and uh, it's really nice to see that you've found a, a band that really connects with you and yeah, musically and lyrically and all that. And yeah, yeah, they're very cool. Hopefully, your paths cross with them one day, and maybe yeah. Well, yeah, I, I should mention that I I would like to message them and see if they listen to this. Yeah. Well, because uh, yeah, <laughs> I did message. Uh, a uh, few of them before and they all answered me and that yeah. was super cool they yeah. all and i'm pretty sure they all called me buddy yeah which is like <laughs> a, you know a subtle flex on my friends but yeah pal um yeah, yeah and ragnar who was on the passing lighter day and falling home the album yeah uh yeah he was like yeah well 
look forward to seeing you down the road. And yeah. I was like, oh, that's, that's fucking sweet. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> well, bands like this, I mean, it, there it's usually a sausage fest at the crowds, right? Oh so, yeah, absolutely. But although I, when I'd we imagine. when we saw Polyphia uh, in L.A. last yeah, year, yeah, I mean, were, yeah, there was a few girls. But to be fair, Tim's kind of my man crush. Monday. He's a yeah, he's a beautiful he's a man. Yeah, he is. Yeah, same yeah. with Daniel. Well, Daniel's kind of also there. Yeah. 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 He's very. Uh, yeah. Very good yeah. looking man. Yeah. They're uh, we can we can admire. Yep. You know, it's 21st century now. It it's is. Uh, 2021. We're uh, right now. We're very is, yeah. woke. Yeah. Yep. So we gotta be open to that. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Well, yeah. So everyone, uh, check out uh, karakhendricks.com forward slash show notes, and you can hit the playlist on Spotify for Pain of Salvation, and uh, also any other episodes and sp- uh, Spotify playlists for past and future episodes, depending on what order you're listening to these in. And yeah, it's kind of weird uh, to think that somebody in 2024 could be hearing this for the first time yeah well like imagine if they just heard me say that <laughs> yeah uh, hey it's, we should say hello to them right now. yeah yeah exactly because if you think about how many i know at least when i first started getting into podcasts i went through like definitely the uh, mark maron one oh yeah i went like right to episode one i didn't listen yeah. to everyone but like uh, when there was an episode that i wanted to listen to it so it was already like five years old by the time i got to is it is he the like music history guy no no or? mark maron is a, a, a stand-up comedian he ended okay. up in radio in the mid two thousands. Okay, I'm thinking of someone else then. Um, I'm thinking of uh, the guy that interviewed Ian Thornley. It was like three parts. Oh, Billy uh, Talon. That's uh, that's Alan Cross. Yeah, right. He's, he's Canadian yeah. guy. Yeah, yeah. Alan's awesome. Yeah, yeah, that was cool. Yeah, he actually had, and I think that show is also part. Like it started actually in radio, and then yeah. I think now he's spun some of the episodes off into podcast land, but. Yeah, yeah, there's just no shortage of content, and uh, no, I'm sure that, that uh, there's probably other podcast episodes where people talk about Pain of Salvation, too. That, I'd uh, imagine, I yeah. would like to think that I'm going to be the first one in the in the pop country realm to be <laughs> that discussing. That, I could probably yeah. say you'd probably be, yeah, yeah. definitely. But At least, yeah. Yeah, and, and the nice thing, like, if when you're searching on Spotify, or probably Apple now, too, when you search for a band name, podcast episodes will come mm-hmm. up, too, with... Uh, so then you never know when somebody's going to check yeah. it out and maybe they'll they'll dig in a little bit more. So. Definitely. But Definitely uh, recommend. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well. yeah. That's good. So you got anything to promote this week? Any? Uh, <laughs> no new yeah. albums? No, uh, <laughs> uh, you got a Netflix special well, like a lot of people? That's oh, maybe one day. Um, yeah. <laughs> when I want to sell out. That's no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I like Netflix specials. <laughs> um, I don't know. I'd like to point out that I wrote a PAT on the concepts of Pain of Salvation album. That's true, yeah. You did. I think that was that was really fun. In my grade nine in Canada, we have to do provincial achievement tests, mm-hmm. and uh, I had to write a story. I'm very riveting for a 14 year old male, 15 <laughs> years old. So, uh, yeah, I combined the concepts of their first two albums. The first one's called Entropia, which is a portmanteau of the words entropy and dystopia. <laughs> So it's just ultra negative, you know, emo, but actually not really emo though at all. But the title would suggest that. And then One Hour by the Concrete Lake, which is, yeah. I mean, we can both agree that album is. That is really. It's so cool. The premise is really cool. <laughs> it's yeah. so cool. Um, yeah. And great. No, and we, I, I, I had to add a song from that album onto the playlist. Handful of Nothings, the fifth song on the album. And it's uh, very applicable and i think it will always be applicable like 1984 yeah that's kind of how i chalk it yeah so it's it's funny too when you've been talking about pain salvation it made me think too about uh 
Um, oh, crap. What's the name of that book? Um, oh, man. Uh, Hints? Brand, no, Brand New... Is it Brand New Day? No. Oh, man. I'm dr- I can't believe I'm drawing a blank here. Uh, but there's there was a recent television adaptation of it. Um, uh, and I think there may have been movies uh, from it as well. But, uh, yeah, you know, like some of these concepts, some of these, these iconic books that... And then, and then they become ab- adapted into movies or TV mm-hmm. shows. You know, they can become part of the the pop culture thing. But uh, you know, for for acts like this to actually come up with their own concepts too, mm-hmm. you know, they're 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 part novelists, they're part oh yeah, obviously definitely. clearly musicians. And, and yeah, <laughs> yeah. You said too that Daniel's a, an artist as well. Yes. Oh yes, his visual art, his drawings are incredible. Um, he's very healthy. Uh, I mean, if you look at a picture of him, he's got huge muscles. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want to look at him. Yeah, <laughs> I, w- I wouldn't, yeah. <laughs> um, for your sake. No, well, for everyone's sake. <laughs> everyone's I mean, that's <laughs> what I meant by that. But, <laughs> um, And the musicianship's incredible. I mean, and if you listen to the song Handful of Nothing and you think he wrote all the music, be it drums, yeah. bass, guitar, he wrote the lyrics, the concepts. He wrote, uh, and he performs it, like, live. He's playing the guitar and singing. When you listen to that track, you'll realize how insane that is and, I read a, that there's an interview where he explains that he has basically he feels like he kind of has two brains that one controls vocals and one controls guitar. So he doesn't yeah. really think about it, yeah. but he's doing two completely different tasks. Right. So it's just amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, just I, I found it. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. Brave New World. Yeah. The, the Aldous Huxley book. 1931. Yeah. Jesus. And I mean, still relevant today. It's sad, but true. And, and there, there's a, a recent TV adaptation of it. Uh, Available in Canada, at least on uh, Showcase. I'm not sure who made it in the U.S., but um, yeah. So stories like that, you know, tend to have uh, just every generation rediscovers mm-hmm. these stories, and and you know, an artist like like Pain Salvation too. I mean, they they will, you know, clearly they have an audience, and that's a wonderful mm-hmm. thing about the internet nowadays too, is that you can find your audience. Definitely. You can be yourself, and you you may not have the largest audience, but mm-hmm. you don't need to have the yeah. largest audience. You can have, you know. Uh, sounds yeah. like a pretty cliche quote, but yeah. it's true. It, it is, yeah, for sure. Awesome. All right, but okay. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah thanks for the chat. Thanks for of coming course. in on uh, yeah. Pain of Salvation. These guys are uh, really cool. And yeah, anytime I can talk about something like this, I will take the opportunity. Yeah. So right on. Okay, right on. Well, for that, uh, we will uh, be talking about uh, Donny Hathaway. Everything is everything mm-hmm. in the next episode. Uh, that was his first album, and really kind of his only album of note i mean he had more albums and he had duet albums with roberta flack but uh, like even his his second album i think it was self-titled or whatever but it, w- it was like mostly a covers album like it was oh yeah just interesting but yeah the first album was definitely uh it blew my mind it's you know a lot of people talk about uh, marvin gay uh, mm. what's going on and uh, clearly that is an amazing album too but this this one came out around the same time and in its own way kind of speaks to that whole uh inner city thing and well, yeah, you'll yeah. have to fill me in on that because yeah. I have no idea. <laughs> we, we will uh, we will do that next week. All Perfect. Okay, right. well, everyone take care, and yeah, uh, yeah peace. Uh, here we go. Where's the stop button? <laughs> there it is. <laughs>